It is the last Friday of this month, and that means it's time for us to check in and see what books are making the tops of lists as far as great reads. And Samantha Frankel joins us today, Assistant Manager at Book Warehouse. Samantha, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Jill. So many great books to get to. Let's try and get through this list. And we're starting with one. So this is an interesting one because I feel like we've kind of been living in a dystopian world for the past couple Mm, of years. mm -hmm. But this is also a a book that deals with a dystopian type of storyline. What is uh, this one all about? It's called The School for Good Mothers. Yes, this one, uh, it's a debut novel, and yeah, just as you say, it's dystopian, but uh, it's feeling a bit more plausible as of late, isn't it? Um, It's taking place in a world where there's a government reform program where the idea of mothers are judged on how good a mother they are. Uh, So we have our main character. She's coming from a family of Chinese immigrants. She's married. Her marriage is a bit on the rocks. Um, and her main thing in life is being a mother at this point. And uh, one lapse in judgment, and she ends up caught in this cultish demands of modern motherhood, which is kind of like a big brother-like institution where the custody of her child hangs in the balance. Uh, it's compulsively readable. It's been called kind of a 1984, but for mothers, darkly witty yet disturbing. Uh, it's a real page turner and a super interesting premise, and one I know I haven't quite seen before, so... Disturbing, but yet a good one to uh, put on your reading list. All right. We're also uh, taking a look at How High We Go in the Dark by uh, Sequoia Nagamatsu. Yes, and this one's uh, been doing very well at our stores. Um, It's another debut novel for fans of uh, Cloud Atlas or Station Eleven, which I know has been getting a lot of buzz with a new TV show. Uh, And it's following the cast of an intricately linked group of characters uh, over 100 years as humanity is struggling to rebuild itself in the aftermath of a climate plague that starts in the Arctic in this story. So it's really, it's a story of human resistance, the spirit of us all kind of coming together and the connective threads that tie us all together in the universe. Uh, It's one of those big sweeping novels. You've got uh, funerary skyscrapers for hotels for the dead. You've got interstellar starships. It is really asking the big questions of where do we go from here? So uh, this is a really interesting one, and I know one that our buyer really enjoyed, so one to put on your list as well. All right. That uh, one, again, is called How High We Go in the Dark. Uh, This one looks really interesting, too. Nita Prose has written a book called The Maid. Oh, I loved this one. This is one of those perfect weekend reads. Uh, It's the debut novel, um, and it's a Canadian author, which is always nice. And so you have a main character whose name is Molly, the maid, uh, and she's a socially awkward maid whose uh, orderly life is just completely turned on its head the day that she enters the suite of uh, the fancy hotel that she works for, where she finds a very wealthy customer who's uh, dead in his bed. And so uh, the room is in complete disarray. She's come across this body, and it's one of those great mystery novels where you have a locked door, you're unpeeling the layers of all of these different characters and what's really going on in this motel. Uh, I was guessing to the last page, and yeah, it was one I didn't want to put down. So definitely, if you're a fan of mysteries, then you're really going to enjoy this one. Yeah, this one actually, not that they don't all sound like this, but this one sounds, I'm always on the lookout for book club books. This sounds like it would be a very good one. catnip for book club. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Also, uh, let's move on to A Marvelous Light. What is this one about? 
So this one, it's got mystery, magic, murder, long looks full of yearning. Uh, it's fun for um, if you're missing kind of the um, like Downton Abbey, um, Bridgerton type style ones, but with a bit of a magical twist. So it has a young civil servant who is named as a liaison to a secret magical bureaucracy in Britain. And he's having to work with his magical counterpart to unravel this dangerous conspiracy that's going on. While at the same time, they're dealing with a deadly curse and some unexpected attraction between the two main characters. So it's a fabulous queer historical fantasy set in Edwardian England. Uh, it's been a huge staff favorite at many of our stores, and it's just a lot of fun to read. Uh, this one, too, if unless uh, I'm wrong, it's, it looks like this one is also a debut author, which is great to see so many yeah. debut authors. It's been a very good year so far for debut authors. And yeah, it's the first in a trilogy, so there will be more coming, which is all always nice. All right. That is always nice to have something to look forward to when you finish mm-hmm. the book. Uh, the Parad- or sorry, To Paradise. What's this one? So this is by Hanya Yanagihara, who was the author of A Little Life, which was the finalist for both the National Book Award and the Booker. Uh, it's the book that I have the most customers coming in telling me that A Little Life utterly destroyed them and they loved every minute of it. So this has been a very hotly anticipated book. Uh, it's very ambitious in that it's spanning three centuries and three different versions of America. Um, you've got 1893, 1993, and 2093. And it's looking at these three very different versions of what's going on, um, but with recurring notes and themes kind of linking the stories throughout. Uh, it's looking at the big themes of, you know, lovers, families, loss, the idea of what unites us as not just people, but as citizens of one country, uh, and looking at just the qualities that make us humans, like fear, love, shame, loneliness, and looking at all these big ideas and how they look. It is a big book. I think it's something like 700 pages. So it is definitely a time commitment, but uh, it's one of those that sounds like it's really worthwhile. I'm always amazed, too, when authors can weave a story and do it in those in three different time periods oh, and yes. somehow bring it all together. Yes. How, we wonder how they came up with such a world and such many worlds and able to have the links tie together. Uh, the next one we're talking about, uh, this is very timely, and I know Rosemary Sullivan has been making the rounds and talking about her book, The Betrayal of Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. Yes, this one. What a fascinating sounding book. It's uh, using all of these new technologies and recently discovered documents and sophisticated new techniques in they and an international team, and they're finding out the big mystery of all that we've never been able to have the answer to of, is who betrayed Anne Frank and her family many years ago, and why did it happen? So this is one that I know a lot of people are really interested in finding out how exactly they've gone about finding out this information. Um, so for true crime fans out there, this is a great one. You're leaving history, and yeah, it just sounds fabulous. And like just the technology, it's amazing what we have available today. Yeah, yeah, very interesting one for sure. Uh, a lot of readers will likely recognize the name Ann Patchett, a new book mm-hmm. by Ann Patchett, These Precious Days. So a lot of people are familiar with Ann Patchett's work for fiction, but she's also a fantastic essayist. Uh, this is a new collection by her, and um, it's just it's a beautiful collection of stories. I love essays and that, especially I feel like with our busy lives, it's nice to be able to just pick something up, read it in one sitting. And uh, as with all of Patchett's work, you know, it's beautifully written. It has a warmth and a wit to it. 
um, nice collection, just looking at her own experiences and how she's transforming kind of her private experiences into kind of a universal, relatable themes for her readers. And um, yeah, if you're a fan of her or you're a fan of just great writing, definitely a good one to pick up. You're right. It's not something less kind of intimidating about when it's essays or short stories. You don't have to make that commitment if you're not ready to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love having that kind of thing on my lunch break at work. You know, you don't have a lot of time, but you really want to be able to dig into something. So, yeah, they're great to just pick up if you're yeah, crunched for time and you still want to read something great. And uh, another very common theme for people, food. And uh, Stanley Tucci's (laughs) book, Taste, I understand, is very popular. Oh, my gosh, we could not keep this one in stock over Christmas. So uh, we luckily have restocked. And it was one of my favorite reads of last year. Um, It's a culinary memoir about the celebrated and much loved Stanley Tucci. It's the stories of his lives, his highs and his lows, uh, growing up in an Italian-American family and just his all around encompassing love of food and cooking. Um, There's about 10 to 20 recipes scattered throughout, which I know I want to make all of them. They sound fantastic. And he's such a natural storyteller. You feel like you're just, when reading it, like sitting at a table with him, having a glass of wine, eating a bowl of pasta. And I know it's one that I do not reread memoirs very often, but I feel like this is one that I would probably revisit at some point. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a very uh, good endorsement of that book for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, One last one to get to uh, by Danielle Daniel, Forever uh, Birchwood. What is this one about? put a kid's book on there. It's a middle grade debut. Um, Some people might be familiar with Daniel's uh, in that she's a picture book author of Sometimes I Feel Like a Fox, which has been a best-selling one for a number of years. And she is going to be having her fiction debut out in March called Daughters of the Deer. Now, this one is about an adventurous, trailblazing young girl named Wolf who lives in a northern mining town and spends her days exploring the mountains and the wilderness and has this amazing secret refuge in a treehouse hideaway, which she calls Birchwood. Um, It's looking at Indigenous history through her mother's side of the family, but it's also looking at bigger issues of like environmental protection efforts and kind of just the idea of what's going on in her small town. And what I really like about this is that it really captures that time in a young person's life where everything feels very urgent and aching and she's wanting to save the environment she's got this group of friends and all that comes with that and uh, it was just it really captures that timeless preteen feeling of wanting to hold on to that time while everything around you is changing so I thought this was really great and I'm really excited to see what her uh, adult debut comes with since she's a great writer All right. Nice to have one on there, too, for the younger readers out there looking for something. All right. Well, Samantha, we're right out of time, but thank you so much. A lot to to digest. So many books and great reads out there. Thanks so much for joining us and bringing us up to date. Thanks for having me, Jill.